You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. A student came to Melezer bin Horkinus and asked him, Shamati, I heard that when it comes to Tumah, there's a difference between different types of needles. Amar he told him, we're learning about Tumah and Tahara here, Tzadik. There is no difference between Tumah and Tahara, between needles. Shabbos, there's a difference. Why? Because certain types of kalim, certain types of needles, the ones that don't have a hole in it, those are meant to be like a brooch. Those are meant to put two parts of your shirt together, like a clip, and makes it look nice. That's considered a tachshit. If you go out on Shabbos, it might be also the Rabbanan, possibly, in certain situations, but there's no Easter Day Araisa. But if it's a needle, like a, a sewing needle, that has a hole in order for the string to go through, and for the string to wrap around the needle and to use it for sewing and for uh, for stitching, that needle, if you go out in your begad, if you attach it to your begad on Shabbos and walk out with it, there you're chayev, because that's the derech, the way tailors go out in Rishos Harabim. Whereas if they have a needle, which is not a sewing needle, but it's just closing the two parts of their shirt together, that's only Oster de Rabbanon, or maybe even Mutter in certain situations. That might be what you're talking about. But Tumah, I don't know any difference between different types of needles. That's the end of the Brisa. Umar says, is that true? Is that true, Elizabeth Orkinus, when it comes to Tuma? Needles are all the same? Vatnan, machat, you have a needle, and it was Tomei, that what happened? Its sharp edge got cut off. O oktsa, right? Or the okates of it. What's the din? Tahora. That needle is tar now. So you see needles that, that are, that are, that have a damage to it are tar. Kikomerlei, obviously what, what the student was asking him about was Bishlema, was talking about whole needles. Hmm. But a whole needle, there's no difference between Tum and Tahara between the types of needles. Vatnan, Machat, you have a whole needle. It wasn't broken. But Shehelsa Chaluda, what happened was is that you that um, that you had um, uh, rust developed on it. Helta chaluda that rust developed on the needle. So im ma'akevisatfira. If when you use it, it it, it, it makes a, a difficulty in terms of stitching tahora. Biim lav tmeya. What's a difficulty in stitching? Amr Debay. Amre, what makes a difficult stitch? Let's take a look. What makes it Amr Debay Ravyanai? Usharishumonikar. Because the rust causes that when you use the needle, you can see particles of rust in the clothing you're trying to stitch. That's already a needle, which is not a good needle. So you see that even when it comes to needles, that's considered a broken needle, the tumor comes off of it. 
Once again, we'll say, Ki He was talking about a needle that had no rust on it. A, no, a non-rusty needle, there's no chiluk between two mentahara. A non-rusty needle, you're going to tell me they're all the same with two mentahara? Batanya, machat, bein nekuva, bein ene nekuva. Okay, so we know in terms of muktza, whether it's a sewing needle or a needle that doesn't have a hole in it, but it has a sharp edge. Mutter v'tautol b'shabes. Even if it's not in your clothing, you're allowed not to carry it in Rishos Harabim, but you can carry it in the Chotzer. Why? Why can you carry it? Why isn't it considered muktza? Because it's not only meant for tailors to use. Why is it not muktza? Rashi says, because people walked barefoot, people fell down, and a lot of times what happened to them was they would get something stuck in their skin. They would get a thorn or something else, and therefore the needle would help get that stuff out. So it's a cleat, and therefore you're allowed to carry it and move it in the chotzer. Meshabbos. Hello, I'm Rina Nakuva. Where did we say that Nakuva is not a, a true needle? Hmm. Where did we say Nakuva is not a true needle? Ella, Tuma Bilvad. What? You're telling me that Nakuva might be different? In other words, between Nakuva and not Nakuva? says Rashi, that one with a hole in it, I said it wrong before, one with a hole in it is Makabal Tuma, and one without a hole is not Makabal Tuma. So here it says clearly, this Brisa says, only a sewing needle is Makabal Tuma. I says, oh. Abai already explained, that's talking about using Rava's principle, Liba de Rava, happens a lot in Shas, that Abaya and Rava were good friends. That what? He uses Rava's principle, or helping Rava out, Bigalmi. What's Galmi? Like the Golem. Shu Golem. Basically, you took it from the strip of metal, and it's ready to get a hole in it to become a tailor's needle. So since your purpose was to make a tailor's needle, if you haven't yet drilled a hole in it, however they make a hole in it, because it's not a gemar melacha. And when it comes to uh, tuma, you need a kli ma'asek which is said by Midyan. And you have something which is still in the process of being created, that's not a keli for tuma. But in terms of Shabbos, that you should be allowed to carry it with you in a chotzer, why? Because many times in the mamachale, many times a person's in the middle of making a tailor's needle, and he decides not to go so far. Umanach he leaves it without the hole. Umashvi leimana, and he keeps a needle around for things like taking out thorns from his skin when it goats. So that's where there's no dintuma. But let's say the purpose of why you made it was to become a, a, a needle that was supposed to stitch, to put your two sides of your clothing together. 
that it was never meant to get a hole in it, then of course that would be tame. So what did the Brisa mean? That there's some needles that are tame, some are not? The holes, yes. The non-holes, no. That's where the non-hole was actually one that was originally processed and, 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 and it forged to get a hole, and you just decided not to do it. So since it never finished its job, it never finished what it was cast to do, that's why there's no dintuma. And that's what... Um, but Rabbi Eliezer wasn't talking about that. Rabbi Eliezer was talking about two finished products. If they're both finished products, the din of tuma applies equally to both. Next Mishnah. I, if I could have finished that last night, I would. But as you can see, it's not so simple to explain. I mentioned the last time we did this seven or eight years ago, that Masech Shabbos, if you do it well, you get a lot of ideas in the Hilchos Tuma Vatayra. Next, Hamor A donkey can go out to Rishus Sarabim with its blanket that is on it. The blanket is usually put under the saddle. It's usually put under the saddle that the, that the animal shouldn't get the saddle sores. But it also is made of material that keeps the donkey warm. But when can it go out to Rishus Sarabim? Bizman shuhu kashurabo. It's only where you have tied it from before Shabbos. So now it's clearly not going to fall off. But if it's not kosher bow, we don't want it walking in Rishus HaRabim because you might, what happened? You might pick it up because you're not going to let it sit there and get dusty and dirty. So we don't want you to take that risk. Zacharim, those are male rams. Yotzin Livuvin. We cover their backsides. We're going to find out. Because <laughs> we don't want them to get in heat and attack uh, the ewes. Rechilot, those are the ewes of the sheep. Yotzot Shchuzot. They go out with their tails lifted high. Or Kavulot. Sometimes their tails down. Kvunot, or their sheep, and we cover the the major portion of their of their back that has the good growing wool on it. All of those things are protections for the animal, and therefore it's called a, it's called like a beged. It's not called a tachshit. And based on what we learned in the earlier Mishnah yesterday, they are allowed to go in Rishon with them. Ha'izim goats. Yotzot Tzurot. This is what we're talking about. Rashi says, Dodei Tzurot. Their udders are tied. You put a piece of material and tie them up. Why do you want to tie the udders of the poor goat up? Pomim liavish. Sometimes you want them tied because you want to dry up the milk. Shemahatkan you want them to stop nursing so they can now become goats that are going to have babies again. Or maybe by nursing they get thin. You want to fatten them up. Sometimes you want it because you want to keep the milk in there. So those are a number of reasons why 
you would want to tie the udders up. So they're allowed to go out Rishus HaRabim, Surot. Rabbi Yossi says, no, Osir Bikulon. I answer all of those cases. When it comes to the Rechelin, there I say it's important because they are worth something to you. Like we said yesterday with the Paraduma, that the rope around its neck, because you don't want to lose it. It's a million-dollar thing. The Rechelin need to have the sweater on guarding their wool. Shishmirat Smaran, it guards the most important thing of why you even have the sheep. For their wool, shul yitanef, and therefore it's called a tachshit, or a protection for what you need it for, and they're allowed to go out rishus harabim. Rabbi Yehuda Omer isim yotzot srorot liavish. If your purpose is to dry it up, it's one thing, because then I guess it's for their benefit. You're you consider them better goats. If they have dried up udders, also possibly it might be that the, it's hurting them. Could be they don't have enough; they've already nursed enough, and it could be the fact that they're nursing. They have too much milk, and you need to dry it up because it's painful if they have no place to give the milk. But avolah chalav, if your purpose is to catch the milk, then we know you're not going to. As Rashi says, lo mehedek shapir. We know you're not going to. You want it to. You're going to make it loose so that the milk is like is like easily inside there. It's going to be tight enough that the milk doesn't fall out, but it's not pressed against the udder. That we don't allow because there we're afraid that it's going to come loose, and you're going to, especially now that it has the expensive milk in it, you're going to carry the milk in Rishon Sarabim. That's why Rebbe says that it's awesome. The whole heter to go out with the mardas on the chamor is because you tied it up Erev Shabbos. But if you tie it on Shabbos, the Yerushalmi says, I'm not wondering like Rashi here, I'm going like the Yerushalmi. I've become Yerushalmi people. That the reason why is because if you tie it on Shabbos, you have to bend down and you have to use the animal. And it's usher to lean on an animal, and because the only way you're going to be able to tie this darn thing, this uh, this blanket on the animal, is by pressing down on the animal, pushing into the animal. So that's an isser of being mishtamish with a balchai. So we're not going to let you let the animal go out on Shabbos with it. Renachman, who was a big chassid of Shmuel, said the Mishnah backs up Shmuel. When it's not tied to If you think the mission just means it was on, it was totally not tied on him, of course it should be us. This is, of course, everybody would say it's us. The mission doesn't have to be machadish to us. We can learn it from the previous Mishnah that if something's going to fall off and we're worried you're going to pick it up, it's also for to be on your animal. The whole point is, you didn't tie it from Shabbos. Aha. Uh-huh. And that's why you cannot, because of the problem of the Isser that you did. The place where you are allowed is Shabbos, where it was tied from Erev Shabbos. If you tie it on Shabbos, 
the, and you do the Yisr, which you're not supposed to do anyway, obviously we're talking about a, 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 a Kesher, Sheinah Shel Kayama, but still you're going to be Mishtamish Bevalchai, which is Osir. You can't do it on Shabbos. We're not going to let the animal go out. Tanya Namiochi, Abraisa backs up the interpretation of Shmuel. Yotzim Mardas, the animal can go out with this, with this cover with when Bizman Shikshur Omer of Shabbos. When it's tied up from Erev Shabbos, it's clearly the tying has to happen Erev Shabbos, not on Shabbos itself. That's all we need. But as we know, once we introduce a brysa, we're going to read the whole brysa. What did the brysa say is allowed? The blanket that goes under the saddle, the loba, okay, but not the saddle itself. You cannot let the animal go out with the saddle even though the saddle might also give it some warmth? Nope. And that could be because the saddle adds little warmth, and it looks like you're going to ride it. It looks like you're taking it to the market. So the saddle, no, even though you tied up Mayor of Shabbos. I'm going to be Matar a saddle. If you put a saddle on it, the saddle helps. It's a little bit warmer. It's got the blanket and the saddle. Bisman of Shabbos. But Shemagamil says you can't tie the saddle on on Shabbos, but if it's tied on an Arab Shabbos, the donkey could go out with it. But don't put Masrichin on the saddle. Don't put a rope, don't put some a rope uh on the front of the saddle. And the saddle shouldn't have a rope that wraps around by its tail. Why not? Why is that type of saddle a problem? Even if you do it Arab Shabbos, says Rashi. Because that is what you use for animals that are pack animals. Because that keeps the saddle firm. And this way, if there's anything you're packing on it, it's not going to fall off. The Mirsi Kimisharotza Latino Masoi. Retuas Tachas Kuznovo. Shenostin Shum. You put that rope there. Shalotayrit al Okef. This way the saddle stays in place. Famasi al Tsavora. And what you want the, the animal to be carrying is near its neck. Kishioredis Laemek. When it's going downhill. So this way it, it's going downhill. And it, it, it's able to be stopped from falling off. Vahamasreich, that's the first thing we mentioned, shvoteret alznova, that whatever the package is on it shouldn't fall off the saddle on its tail. Kishi olalaharim, when it's going upward. Once again, Rashi knew his animals and he knew how these horses and donkeys looked and he knew what the purpose of all these things were. And that's why he says, that's what Shemagamil gives a heter for his saddle, but not with these other bells and whistles on it, which are clearly simonim about being a pack animal. We talked about um, going out Bershus HaRabim. What about if it's not Bershus HaRabim? What about it's in the chotzer? Can I take the extra effort? I'm not going to tie it, and I'm not going to like. I don't want to be over like the Shalmi says, being mishdamish b'balchai. 
but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go find the 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 blanket and I'm gonna run over to the donkey and, and get him to stop and I'm gonna place it on the donkey so at least when he walks around in the backyard in the barn which is enclosed, he'll be warmer. Am I allowed to do that? Or is that a tircha we don't let be done for an animal? That was Rav Chia Barav Ashi's, Rav Asi's question from Chia Barav Ashi. Amar Leimuter, you're allowed to do it. You can be matriach for the animal. Amar Okef. I know there's a place where it seems that you can't put a saddle on your animal, even if it's not going in Rishus Harabim. Eisve, and I'll and I'll show you the source. It says, "Okay, shall Gabi Chamor." Let's say the donkey shows up right before Shabbos, and the donkey is all hot from the work that it did. It arrived right before Shabbos, and it's hot from its caring. And you are the owner of the donkey, and you're thinking, oh, it's Shabbos already. It's got that uh, saddle on it. I want to make the donkey feel better. Maybe I should go over to the saddle and lift it up, and this way the donkey will cool off. Your intentions are good, but you can't go directly and move it. Ella, what can you do? Take it for a walk back and forth, back and forth. Who know for my love and it'll fall by itself. Hmm. So what do you see? You see you're not allowed, even though it's already on it, you cannot take it off. So what do you see from this brisa? Hash You see you're not allowed to pick it up when it's already on the donkey. To actually take the 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 saddle and put it on there. It must be us, sir. It's a tear because it's unnecessary to put it on the donkey, right? And in, in, the, in the case of, of, of this situation, of this brysa, you know the donkey might be a little uncomfortable from doing work right before Shabbos. And here you're just trying to make it more comfortable by putting the saddle on it. It would seem this brysa indicates you're not allowed to. So then I'm going to ask a question. What is the difference between a saddle and a blanket. Why does the donkey, is it allowed to put the blanket and not the saddle? Amarlay, so um, he said to uh, Asi Barnosan, he said, Amarlay Rabzeira said to Asi Barnosan, you think you have a big question against uh, uh, against Ravchia Barashi? Shavke, leave him alone with your question. He holds like his Rebbe. The same one you asked the question, he's on record by stating a question, a, a, a halacha of his Rebbe, Rav. What's the halacha of Rav? What are you allowed to do? You're allowed to take a feed bag and put it, sal mole saorim, you could take the feed bag with all the effort that it takes and wrap it around the neck of the animal. And this way, you're allowed, the, the animal will have an easy way to eat the oats. It, it's, it's, it's not that the animal is cold or suffering. 
you're just making it better for the animal. Shalo titrach l'shuach So basically, Rav held that you're allowed to do actions to help animals out, even if it's only to make to make it better for them and easier for them. Even if it's not that they're suffering or you're protecting them, you're just making it easier for them, you're allowed to do these activities for their tainug. So therefore, according to Rav, you're allowed to put the blanket on it and maybe even put the saddle on it if it feels even warmer with the saddle and it's, it feels even better. It doesn't do much, but tainug is enough. Similar to the animal that doesn't need, of course he knows how to eat his oats. He can clearly put his mouth down on the floor and eat the oats, but making it a little bit easier, you're allowed to do that tirka to make life easier for the animal. So hacha, when it comes to this case, the mishum tsar, over here there's an element of tsar. Why? Because it, it gets cold, right? It gets cold. And maybe there, Rav would allow, and Achirashi would allow, you to put the blanket on. There's a little bit of pain in it. Shmuel Amar, Mardas Mutter. I agree. The animal gets cold. You can put the blanket on it. Trasko Osr. But to go through the effort... Of, of of wrapping this feed bag so it should have an easier time to eat, that's a tirchah you can't do for an animal. Chiyabar Yosef went over and said over the psak of Rav that you can tie the feed bag around the horse's neck so he doesn't have to bend down so much. If this is indeed what Abba said, that was Rav's name, Abba. Then Rav does not know Hilcha Shabbos. He doesn't know ideas of Shabbos because this is a tircha that's not allowed to do. He knows nothing about it. Very sharp words from Shmuel. When Reb Zeira left, finally, you know Reb Zeira went from Bavl to go study in Eretz Yisrael. Ashkar Rabbi Yemen Bar Yefes. Who did he find in Eretz Yisrael, one of the first people, Benjamin Bar Yefes? The Yosef, and he was a Talmud of Rabbi Yochanan. The Yosef had come and made the Rabbi Yochanan. And Rabbi Yochanan Bar Yefes was saying over Alochas from Rabbi Yochanan. What was Alochas? Nostan Mardas Ogabi Chamor. That you're allowed to put blankets in a chutzer on a donkey. It's not a tircha. The donkey's going to feel better. You're allowed to do that tircha. The Shabbos. On Marley, when he heard it, he said, Yeshar, that's good what you're saying. The great Aryoch explained it that way where I come from, from Bavel. Who's Aryoch? Manu? That was Shmuel's nickname, Aryoch. That was his nickname. There plenty of discussion about why he was called Aryoch. That was a nickname of Shmuel. The Gemara says, why did Reb Zeira only mention Shmuel? Harav Nami Umra. Aha. Rav also says, you're allowed to put a Mardas. Because Binyamin Bar Yefes finished off the name Rabbi Yochanan, another statement that you can't tie the feed bag on. That's what he said. Anyway, what do you see from all of this? Rav, Rabbi Yochanan, Shmuel, Kuli Alba Mia Mardas Mutter. Again, the question is 
What about that brisa that we had about that the donkey's uh, the donkey's the donkey's saddle? Uh, you have to let it move around. You can't move it off. Why not? If the donkey's uncomfortable with the saddle because it was working right before Shabbos, why can't you lift the saddle off? Maishna meokif. Gemara says shiny awesome. Because over there, that brisa you can't learn from that brisa that's usher to actually be matriach with the saddle. Over there in that case, he was coming in from before Shabbos and he was hot. So you feel bad for the donkey. So we say you have to let the donkey run around and let it fall off on its own. It is a tircha, but the efsher did not for Since the donkey already has it on, there's a way without physically picking it up, which is a bigger tircha, to just lead the donkey around a little bit and it'll fall off. Whereas over here, the only way to do it is actually take it with your hands and place it on the donkey's back, which would mean possibly you could put the saddle on, on Shabbos. You just can't take the saddle off if there's an easier way to get it off or a less uh, direct way to get it off. Rav Papa gave a different answer. Kan l'chamama, kan l'tzanana. In other words, we're talking about putting a, a saddle on, putting a blanket on, that's because the donkey's going to get cold. <laughs> right? Khan with Sadano, the case of the donkey that has the saddle on that you want off, that's to cool it off. When it comes to, heat, to give it heat, if you don't give it heat, it's going to be in pain. With Sadano, but to be cooled off, less late Sarah. It'll get cool even with the saddle on it, even if you can't get the saddle off. That's what people say. When it comes to a donkey, even in the heat of the summer, and the hottest part of the summer, he feels cold. Because donkeys feel cold. Donkeys get cold more naturally. That's why we're not worried about the Arab Shabbos donkey, and that's why we don't do the direct action of taking the saddle off. Who's this Meisvei going back on? We'll see in a minute. Well, Yetzei Asus Bezanav, that Asus cannot go with some foxtail tied around it to protect it. Bezanav Shuol, with a foxtail around it. Lo Bezarhurit, Shabenenav, and not with some sort of red ribbon between its eyes. Now, why would you want to do this? These were all Sugulot, right? The Shuol, this way, you're not going to get ayin hara on your on your horse. The zurit was lenoi. Well, yeitzay azov similarly bekishelo. The person's azov and he's trying to whatever it is to, not to get his begotim dirty. His purpose of having we talked about that in the first parak. Why the zov who's dripping uh, this this sickly semen? Why he might want to have this attached to his aver? Right? This cup. Lo izim bekishim adadeya, the Brisa says, similar to our Mishnah. Lo para bechasom shebepiya. The para does not need, uh, even though you would do it, um, that it shouldn't graze in other people's uh, yards. And it was done during the week. Um, we don't let it go out on Shabbos that way. Lo sayochim. Betraskel on Shemepiyim, Rosh Hashanah. A sayach is a young horse. 
the young horse, we don't give it the feed bag straight in its mouth. In Rishus HaRabim. And this, they didn't have, I guess, the best blacksmiths. The animal that has the, 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 the shoe, the, the horseshoe, or any sort of shoe that you put on these work animals, you don't put that shoe and that uh, attaching it to their feet. We don't want them going because it falls off a lot and the person will pick it up. And we don't allow the uh, the animal to have a kamea around it, a kamea that a makubal writes that is going to protect it from sickness. Even though it's a kamea that's worked, and even though this was a kamea that worked, you can't let, the, if the horse or whatever it is is suffering from some illness, you don't put the kamea around it. And this way, Sounds like an Adam we would have let walk around with a Kamea, but an animal not. Avo, Yotz. Wow. Ah. <laughs> a Kamea is an amulet? An amulet, right. So a human can walk with an amulet, but an animal not. Avo, Yotzehu, Be'eget Shogabe If the animal has some sort of wound, you can wrap something around it to protect the wound. If it's got, it's like a, it's like a, um, uh, something to keep its, 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 its leg in place, like a brace to keep its leg in place. And let's say it just had a baby, even though it's got some of the afterbirth still dangling out of it, you can let it walk in Rishusarabim with that dangling stuff coming out of it. If it has a uh, 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 if it has a bell around its neck, you can stick some uh, soft material into the bell to make and, and, and make sure the bell does not knock on Shabbos and ring. Right, and you, right. We don't want you going to Rishus Harabim. Because people will think you're taking it, even though it's not ringing. They're going to see the bell around its neck. They're going to think you're trying to beautify it up to take it to the Goyesha market to sell on Shabbos. But you can take it in your own backyard, and this way the bell's not making noise. Very long brysa. What do we want from the brysa? Tony Mias, what it says in the brysa is, Lo Sayodin and Shebepiem, Sarabim. It sounds like you have these small, these young horses. They can't have the feedback. Go after Rishon Sarabim with them. Sounds like the whole is what Rishon Sarabim who delow. What's usher is going to Rishon Sarabim? Habachotzer shopper dummy, but you're allowed even on Shabbos to place the feedback around their neck into their face. So you see that you're allowed, like Rav. So this is a kash on Rabbi Yochanan and Shmuel. Mar <laughs> says, one second. It's a sayach. My Rav, you think what sayach are we talking about? Big dolim? Like a teenager, right? It's not a full-fledged horse, but it's a pretty young horse. But it's got nice long legs and a big neck. Even though it's not old enough to be called a sus, it's called a sayach. And therefore, it could really bend down with its neck to eat food in the chotzer. 
And what would the reason of the feedback be? Mishum tainug, and therefore be a kashan shmun Rabbi Yochanan? Well, could be this Bryce who was talking about ketanim, says Rashi. It's like a gangly teenager, a gangly adolescent before he reaches 17, like a 14-year-old. It's got nice long knees, it's, but savar and katan, but its neck hasn't grown into its legs. Therefore, it's painful for it to bend down. So the feed bag at this age is tsar for the animal. Dekanami, how do we know we're talking about Tsar? Diktani dumya dekmeya. Just like a kmeya is some sort of illness, shamamino. Let's just go just a couple more minutes here. Amar marlo bekmeva bishumumcha. Hmm. The Brysa says that even though the kmeya seems to be one that could work, we're not going to let the animal go out with an Rishusarabim with it. Vanantan, the lo bekmeya she'eno mumcha. We know we're going to learn when it comes to uh, when it comes to a human, right? What do we say? By a person, we say a person cannot use a kmeya that has not been tested. It sounds like that if it's a mumcha one, that you can go out on Shabbos in Rishusarabim if you're a person. So. What's the difference between a person and an animal? Right? By an animal, we're saying, even though it's mumcha. And by a person, we're saying, it's got to be mumcha. What we're talking in this b'risa is that it doesn't work. It hasn't been tested. What do you mean? And tested. The Bryce's words were "ha'afa pishu mumchektani." It did work. Mumcha means it's been tested and it worked. The Bryce says, "You know how it worked? It was mumcha la'adam. It worked for this illness, whatever it was, corona, let's say, and it was able to get the corona off of a person, and it worked even three times of three different people, but." You can't say, oh, my horse has got the corona. Let me put the kamei on the horse. That's what we're saying. That even though it's mumcha, but it hasn't yet shown to work on animals. Can you have something that's shown it's worked? This Kabbalistic amulet, like Henry said, that has worked and cured corona for these people. And it's not going to work for the animal? Or it says, in, yes, that's true. Adam de isle mazle. A human has mazel going before out of him. He's got mazel. He has a Kanush Borhu, Ashkocha Rashi says a malach. The malachim are, are helping us. Animals don't have mazel. They don't have a malach helping them. So therefore, even though this kamei with all the shamos inside of it was able to lift the corona off the person. That's because the person has mazel. Which means what? If that's true, then it's not a chumrah. The reason why the animal can't use it is because we know with 
it doesn't cross over from people to animals. Anim, human, uh, human amulets. <laughs> You're right, but that's you. You, 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 you says it's kabbal. You, you, you play the hand that you're dealt. Okay, so let's take a look. So the Gemara says, if that's true, my then then it's not more chomer. The reason why the animal can't walk the, wear the kamea is because it doesn't work. Not because we're more chomer. It doesn't work for animals. It's not a chomer in animals. The Gemara says no. When we said in the Brisa that animals are more chomer, it wasn't going on the last thing that was said about the kamea. It was going on the one right before that, on the horseshoe, on the sandal koi, because there it falls off of an animal. Whereas a person, even though it's not nailed into his foot, he's going to try his hardest to keep the shoe on. Whereas an animal, once it slips off, you're not going to be able to put it back on, and the human is going to take it. Um, Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.